Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to Syracuse football's newest punter and about the Orange's 2022 NLI class. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is 2022 Syracuse signee Max von Marburg. Max, thanks so much for coming on the program. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thanks, Wesley, um, and it's my pleasure. Mac, it's a real pleasure to welcome you on, and we'll get you started on this one. You know, prior to starting day, I don't think you were on the Syracuse football recruiting radar. So for people meeting you for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, um, I'm, yeah, obviously super excited to be part of the Syracuse family now. Uh, I grew up in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, Australia, which is a small rural town of uh 70,000 um and yeah in January I joined uh the this program called Pro Kick Australia in Melbourne Australia which trains athletes as punters to head over to the US to play college football um and then yeah I got a call from coach Davis uh would have been about mid-November offering me the scholarship uh, and I accepted straight away. You mentioned Pro Kick Australia. What was the journey like going from there to getting a scholarship offer at Syracuse? So I moved from Wagga to the city of Melbourne, which is about three million. Um, and this program's run by uh, Nathan Chapman and John Smith. And it's been running for about uh, over a decade now. Uh, and, yeah, so I think I don't remember the exact stats, but it's like six of the last nine Ray Guy Award winners, the top college punters, have been from Pro Kick Australia uh, and coaches all over the U.S. Uh, call up Pro Kick Australia looking for punters. And then Pro Kick Australia just tries to find the best person to suit that coach's uh want and they thought that I would uh, fit best to Syracuse. You just talked about being from rural Australia. I can't imagine there's a huge American football following there. So what got you interested in pursuing the sport? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. I had known a little bit about college football because my mum, uh, she is a American and she went to Penn State University um, so my mom's side, I have a few relatives who have gone to Penn State University. So I always knew a little bit about college football. Um, but it was only a couple of years ago, I was just looking through YouTube and uh, found this uh, article on Michael Dixon, who's the now punt of Seattle Seahawks, and just read uh, and learned about his journey where he went to get to the NFL, um, and yeah, from that found Pro Kick Australia. 
Syracuse has become known for its punters. Riley Dixon is currently the punter for the New York Giants. Sterling Hofdrichter was a punter for the Atlanta Falcons in 2020. So was that a factor for you in selecting Syracuse? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, being able to go to a university which has such a rich history of specialists, particularly punters, and even, um, you know, Schmidt at the moment, who's coming back for his fifth year, is a Blue Grows a winner. So, yeah, I mean, Syracuse is an amazing school for specialists. So it was definitely something which um, influenced my decision to commit to Syracuse. What was the recruiting process like for you, meeting the coaches and touring the facilities on video? Yeah, so it was very amazing. I have spoken to Coach Babies and Coach Ligashevsky, the new special teams coordinator, um, and yeah, Coach Coach Ligashevsky basically just took me around uh, the facility, showed me everything, and it's all very amazing. We don't really have anything in Australia that's you know, quite near the standards of Syracuse University. And it's, yeah, look, it's an amazing, an amazing setup. And I'm, yeah, very blessed to be able to uh, study and play football there for the next four years. One thing you mentioned before is that you were offered about a month ago in November and accepted. How were you able to keep news like this under wraps for a month? Yeah, well, I have to keep the cards pretty close to my chest because, uh, you know, the season was ending and there were coaching changes and positional changes and uh, I wasn't really allowed to um, openly announce my commitment to Syracuse, which I was fine about. I was very excited um, to be able to join Syracuse. I didn't mind having to wait a month or so, so I just kept it between my family and my coaches in Australia. And Max, we'll get you out of here on this one. What are the things that you want Syracuse fans to know about you? Yeah, well, Wesley, I'm I'm a very driven competitor. Uh, if there's if there's something that needs to be fixed, and and obviously our special teams unit hasn't um, performed as well as Coach Babers or uh, now what Coach Ligashevsky, um expects, and I'm I'm going to be doing everything in my power to make sure that we're one of the premier special teams units in the U.S. Because uh, I, I've always been a very competitive in every aspect of sport and and it, ac- academics as well. So, yeah, I'm a winner and, yeah, hopefully I can just do my best to make sure that uh, we become one of the best special teams units in America. Max, thanks so much for coming on the program again. 2022 Syracuse commit Max von Marburg. Max, I've done over 200 interviews in the last decade on this podcast. You definitely win the award for farthest away interview I've ever done. But congratulations on your scholarship offer and acceptance. Welcome to the Syracuse football community. And we look forward to seeing you in an orange uniform in the fall. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Wesley. I really appreciate it. And yeah, can't wait to get over. Go Orange. Great to speak with Max, who I think is going to be a huge fan favorite in central New York. And keep in mind, he's going to be coming over 10,000 miles from home to play at Syracuse, which in and of itself is incredibly impressive. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, we just finished the 2022 early signing period in college football, and Syracuse added 13 new players and one transfer. Smaller class than usual, and the Orange is ranked 13th out of 14 teams in the ACC. But what are your overall thoughts on the class? 
Well, Wes, I'll tell you, one of the first thoughts that comes to my mind, you know, we're at a couple of years now where we've added this early signing period. And it makes for a little bit of nostalgia. I used to always love that first Wednesday in February, the National Letter of Intent Day. And now, of course, it's been kind of diluted, cut in half, because we have the early signing period, and it's really changed the strategy for schools. And then you add now the transfer portal, and that's added a completely different wrinkle into the mix, and it's really changed how major college football programs are recruiting. So as we circle back to Syracuse in the early signing period here for 2021 and the 2022 season, 13 players were signed. And you look at that number and you kind of first think like, you know, that doesn't seem like a big number. And, you know, it's not a big number because there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of unknowns with exactly how many scholarship places are going to be available. So all of those elements really make for an interesting scenario. And as we focus on what Syracuse did do uh, in, in this signing period, well, 13, you know, I guess it's it's a good enough number. I mean, it's really hard to, to, to say either way, but it seems fine. You know there's a lot of work ahead for the staff, and you know they're still looking to add members to the staff. One other thing that jumps out to me is Syracuse is recruiting players from nine states, and as you just did in your interview with uh, Von Marburg, the punter from Australia, going out of the country. So when I see nine different states, Syracuse really has expanded the recruiting from the traditional days back, you know, Coach Ben, Frank Maloney, Dick McPherson, and even Paul Pasqualoni, when they were really concentrating on that six-hour radius around Syracuse. They've got to get talent wherever they can get it. And to me, it says, keep looking. There's plenty of talent in California. There's plenty of talent in Texas. There's plenty of talent in other Midwest states. So those kind of things jump out to me. From a position standpoint, I know as we talked to Stephen Bailey in the podcast earlier in the week, you know, heavy on defensive backs, not as heavy on on linemen on both sides of the ball. I'd like to see that increase. Uh, Getting a punter says a lot to me. The punting, as we know, was uh, not good last season for Syracuse. Uh, The field goal kicking was not good, but I'm encouraged by Andre Schmidt coming back for next season. Now I want to see more speed. Uh, you know, I go back to Dino Baber's original press conference I wrote about last week. He talked about speed, the fastest offense we've seen. That has really gone downhill and not in a good way the last couple of seasons. So the wish list for, for, for later in the transfer portal and in the late signing period in February is for more speed. I'd like to see speedy wide receivers. I'd like to see some bigger wide receivers, and I'd like to see a lot more on both sides of the ball so that there's depth at the line positions, both offensively and defensively. Brad Dino Bapers mentioned during his signing day press conference that he's only halfway done as the Orange will likely look to the transfer portal to fill in the remainder of the class. What does Syracuse need to do to compete with other schools to finish its 2022 roster? They better have some top-notch social media work done here because in this day and age, it's all about presentation. We know how hard it is to recruit to Syracuse, period, up in central New York in the snow belt, competing with all of these other ACC schools, not only the Boston Colleges, Pittsburgh's, and Louisville, the northernmost teams, 
but all of the teams in the South. And we know how impressionable kids are today. We know about uh, presentation. We know about these efforts by people whose jobs in, in the recruiting uh, aspect of programs is simply to keep pumping out why you should come to this program, why you're going to get playing time immediately at a school like Syracuse. And I, I think they've got to keep casting the net a little wider because the competition is as keen as ever, not only with Power 5 schools, but as we've seen in the rise of teams like Coastal Carolina, Texas San Antonio, uh, Appalachian State. I mean, they're teams in Conference USA and the Sun Belt that, that are, you know, really building their programs up. Even a school like James Madison, which was an FCS power, is moving up to the FBS ranks. So there's not only plenty of competition in the ACC, the other Power Five conferences, there's competition all across the country on the FBS level. And that really is going to make for uh, uh, an even harder job recruiting the better talent to Syracuse for Babers and his staff. And we can only go by the folks that do this, you know, all the time and, and compile the recruiting rankings and real spend a lot of time studying this. Well, as you know, as you pointed out in what we've written in the juice this week, Syracuse is, you know, consensus, consensus 13 out of 14 ACC teams. So there's no place to go but up. And they're certainly going to have to increase the talent in terms of at least the, the recruiting stars attributed to these players and the kind of players that they think they're going to be able to either redshirt and develop or find, you know, these dark horse players that are going to be surprises and step in and, you know, be able to get some playing time right away. Either way, Wes, they got their work cut out of them right up until that first Wednesday in February. And Brad, we're right then about show your closing thoughts. Wes, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, you know, the different variants we've seen from COVID-19 don't uh, rear their ugly heads in the upcoming weeks. There have been some ominous signs of uh, schools having to uh, alter final exam schedule alter athletic participation among athletes of different teams. And I hope it does not affect Syracuse as soon as, uh, you know, the Cornell game coming up next week and then any of the ACC games that start uh, on December 29th. So really keeping fingers crossed that we won't have any problems moving forward in the schedule of Syracuse basketball games for the rest of the season. Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse linebacker Michael Jones, who announced on Thursday he would return for his senior season. Jones was rumored to be exploring the NFL after he was named first-team All-ACC in 2021, collecting 110 tackles and 13 tackles for loss. Jones was the captain this past year, and his return is a huge boon for the Syracuse defense that relies on big production from its linebackers in the 3-3-5 system. That's as big a recruiting win for Syracuse as any they got on Wednesday. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that earrings are the same as sneezes. Two are okay, but ten in a row is annoying. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports.
Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.